The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. It is 10 o'clock exactly, Monday, 25th of February, and you're listening to me, Shamiza, on Where Else? The Urban Cube Show. We're going live and direct to the lovely people of the surrounding areas of Luton, as well as Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. So, a massive, big, hearty salams to you all, and, um, and I hope you're enjoying this fabulous, fabulous, bright, bright, beautiful Monday morning. I hope you've had an awesome weekend and having a great start to the week, uh, inshallah. Now we're giving you a bit of Monday motivation and inspiration on the show this morning. I'm joined by another wealth of guests who are going to be inspiring us with some uh, creative, creative tips and um, a little bit of, uh, just a little bit of their their life journey on the show this morning, mashallah. Now the show is The Urban Cube, brought to you every Monday, 10 till 12. Now we're also li- uh, live, We can ca- you can catch all the action on Facebook. They're actually waving to the camera, people. On cue, as always. So the cameras, you can catch whoever's the in camera? there. Uh, the camera's <laughs> just over there. Now, um, you can join in with any of the conversation. You can either WhatsApp us on any of the topics that we're going to be talking today. And we're going to be talking, guys, about a lot of interesting things. We're going to be talking closet gaming. Yes, sci-fi, colour run and cake. It's all happening on the show this morning. And we actually have cake in the studio, people. Yes. Baked by our guest. Rosa. Rosa has baked the cake and it's actually a pecan pie. I've never mm. had pecan pie. Oh, you're in for a oh, treat. Yeah. You've missed out. You haven't lived if you haven't. Had oh, it. my you goodness. You are going to get a taste test on the show this morning. <laughs> now, the wonderful, wonderful ladies in the studio with me are no other than Kerry Manan. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. And we have Rosa Gala. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam. And who else? <laughs> it's no other than Salma Khan. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. She's, she's got a quiet she's really gone quiet she was not quiet before the show believe me now these wonderful ladies are going to be sharing um some very well they're going to be keeping me company in the studio as well as you guys as well so oh you'll be finding out a little bit more about them very very shortly now on the show this morning um not on the show but on inspire fm this morning we had the pleasure of brother Tarek talking about the launch of climate climate week really um inspire fm is actually making sure that you guys and us are very much aware of what's going on regarding climate change um and so it's a whole week dedicated to just climate and why not um it's an important (laughs) issue uh the weekend was lovely and warm and bright and it was so sunny and it's got a little bit chilly again i'm Mm -hmm. a little bit confused so i mean like well it is february it is february (laughs) kerry tell me how's your weekend been kerry oh alhamdulillah it's been nice yeah i've been loving the the lovely weather it's kind of confused my brain into thinking i should be spring cleaning Mm. Mm. yeah so that i started that with Ernest at the weekend so not that exciting and it it is the start of the 
spring I'm seeing like daffodils blooming yeah. and a bit of like you know um, I actually saw lavender I was surprised to see lavender um, and I saw a few daisies are you into wildflowers ladies um, definitely I'm one of those people that kind of will always have uh, her um, her phone on hand as in this is my walking way. camera so <laughs> I will stop and I will be taking random pictures of things and definitely not people because I'm not too fond of people and uh, <laughs> she is for the show this morning <laughs> <laughs> she does like people honest but she's an upcoming comedian so we'll get that. to find out a little bit more about Rosa and her personality oh. but did you capture any flowers on the way uh, not today, but uh, last week we were um, doing a project with my work at Lucy Farm Park, and uh, I actually caught pictures of daisies oh, on the way home afterwards. So daisies always make me happy. Do you have yeah. a favourite wildflower? If there's a flower, just just to describe you, anything that's as close to a weed. <laughs> <laughs> Simplest and the, the most, uh, um, the most, most resilient. Uh, yeah, oh, I like that, Kerry. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the simple flowers, the ones that actually people wouldn't look at twice. I'm the kind of I grew up in the countryside. I'm, uh-huh. I'm literally the um, Italian equivalent of a redneck, basically. So I grew up in the countryside, and for me, uh, picking up flowers that are wild, the little ones, uh-huh. the ones that people wouldn't look at twice. To me, that's like putting together a bouquet for my mum kind of thing you know it's the kind of thing you would do because uh, everybody can grow flowers in a garden you know it takes a lot more work to actually go and walk around uh, you know in, in, and, and pull in, them out from the and soil really? Really? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and bring them to and Salva okay. yeah. <laughs> Salva's giggling in the corner you found this haven't you uh, have you experienced this as like a mum of mashallah is it five boys or four boys four boys and do they do they give you bouquets of flowers no they pick flowers off other people's gardens <laughs> and give them to me <laughs> so they do that uh-huh. but my husband he's into the whole garden scene oh, not cool. me yeah mine he, too he bought olive trees yeah Oh wow! He's bought um, these ones that look like palm trees, and I'm yeah. s- I said to him, oh. "What are you trying to make my garden into? Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful retreat. Yeah. Well, but it's really nice actually. But I don't go to the garden. I just think the inside is my domain. <laughs> you look after the outside because as soon as I step outside, it's the insects' domain." <laughs> no, I just don't want to be there, like, because I've got enough to do inside, yeah, like spring cleaning and yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 I'm with you on you that You look one. after outside. Yeah. So. Okay. So I like looking at it. So, okay, so you divided the roles. Yes. So you're allowing your husband to be kind of the domestic king of the garden. Yes. Are these the sort of roles that you've kind of divided in your homes, ladies? Um, yeah, Carrie, yeah, I mean, me, I'm, I'm very much resonating with what you're saying. Mm. I've got the same thing. My husband keeps trying to entice me out yes, same. to the garden with, <laughs> oh, my back's hurting. Can you do a bit of weed pulling? Um, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, but also my husband's from a, an Asian background right. so he has this fascination with chilies <gasps> and he we've got two huge trucks in my garden full of chilies oh, like wow. just yeah he tries to grow all the nuggets you know like the super potent ones oh goodness me yeah yeah and at some points various points he has to bring them inside because it'll be too cold or whatever and my my whole house just turns out being like a greenhouse full of chilies everywhere oh, so he's, 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 he's nice. the green fingered one not me no. and, and yeah. what about you uh, uh, Rosa because you've talked about sort of weeds and, and 
Ooh, I can make. I I joke about it. That I can uh, make almost anything germinate. I'm just not you, very you good with the stuff from your pips that you've had your fruit, don't Ooh, you? The yeah. date pips. <laughs> so I've got a couple of avocado plants from uh, the actual nuts from avocados bo- supermarket bought. Uh, kind of about that tall. But it's only because it stays in the pot. It's wintry mm. now at the minute. Um, also, some palms from uh, Ramadan dates. So and you've actually yeah, germinated them. She just sticks them in the pot and like well, yeah. um, you know weeks later cool. they do. Weeks later they're coming up, and I've got some of those. She's got as the magic well. hand. That's oh, what it is. Yeah, she it has is. got the touch. Oh, you are beyond weeds. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> this is super super <laughs> awesome, folks. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to the Urban Q with Misha Miser. It is eight minutes past ten. It's a glorious, sunny, but slightly cold day across Luton, uh, Monday 25th of February. Now, I'm joined by a tremendous wealth of guests. They are actually local sisters joining me in the studio this morning. And we're talking everything from spring cleaning to gardening mm-hmm. to actually growing mm-hmm. palm trees in our gardens. Yes. And we're, and it's all happening on the show this morning. If you want to join in with any of the conversation, you know what to do. It is WhatsApp us on 07779 and you might get some gardening tips as well from our lovely Rosa, who's in the studio this morning with me. Now, a little bit about our guests. I have already mentioned they are local, which is absolutely fantastic because we I normally have a lot of outside Luton guests. So it's wonderful to have three tremendous women um, joining us locally from Luton in the studio. So I have the very tremendous creative writer, blogger, blogger closet gamer and I'm going to say this I need to add this upcoming comedian oh don't know about oh, that oh I really like that <laughs> she is no other than Rosette Gala who um, is also in the studio with me alongside Kerry Manan who um, are going to be the regular voices on the Welcome to Islam show so it's an absolute tr- pleasure to have you join us this morning on the show. Now both Kerry and Rosa are part of a fantastic group set up for Luton um, Reverts. It's called the Luton Revert Group and it's a group run by reverts for new, who are new to who new Muslims geared towards creating a meeting space for new Muslims and their families to interact, share their experience and receive as well as give support and organising educational talks to help the members grow in their faith. So an absolute pleasure to have you join us this morning, ladies. Assalamu alaikum again. Wa alaikum assalam. And you're going to be talking to us a little bit more about uh, this group that you, you have set up, which was launched about two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're actually volunteers on this group. So we're going to be finding out a little bit more about the revert community in Luton and also finding out what not to say to a revert. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you've had some very interesting experiences and we're going to kind of make it a little bit, you know, comedic because that's what you're all about, Rosa. I don't know. Uh, look at her try. She's being modest now. She's being modest. Um, but they are not the only two guests in the studio. We're also joined by the manager of... Uh, the Luton Food Bank. Now she kept that a little bit quiet. She was Ooh. a the coordinator, mm. and now she's the manager. Um, wow. And she's saying to me, Shmiza, will you stop saying she's that? She's had a promotion, have you? That's <laughs> nice. so cool. <laughs> she's pretending not to be so important, so that she doesn't have the the extra responsibility. It's like, ooh, Salva, you're just, just so as pink cool. as that lovely pink scarf on your on uh, you know that you're wearing your hijab. It's okay, darling. She's she's actually throwing daggers at you, like I, I know am. she is. <laughs> I know she is. 
yeah. she's gonna so get me but in congratulations on your role now Salma you've had a tremendous impact mm-hmm. on the town um, and also inspired lots of initiatives you may not know it but a lot of folk that I've shared the work of the Luton Food Bank have been very much inspired by the projects that you're doing and one of those projects is a colour run mm-hmm. a colour run out in the open yes. where you're getting people to come together and to run and hopefully they'll get to see some wildflowers mm-hmm. out Absolutely. in the open oh and, that's wonderful and yeah. when is it yes that's oh, what's going to of March is so, that actually run run or can you walk park. you can run you can walk you can I'll dance walk. wherever you like wow. <laughs> so tell us firstly thank you for joining us on the show and also congratulations to the fundraising effort that Luton Food Bank had um, achieved via the sport of Inspire FM and the beautiful community of Luton how much money was raised for the winter warm campaign over ten thousand pounds wow i don't know exactly i think about ten and a half thousand but inspire fm the community the listeners are always amazing whenever we actually make a call they answer so we get the money that we need for campaigns that we're doing and unfortunately we are at a time where the numbers are not slowing down they're going up and mm-hmm. up and so when you say numbers what does that mean food parcels so okay. we give out food parcels every week so we give them out seven times a week um from distribution points and um during the winter in december we gave the largest number of food parcels ever which was over 400 why has it got to the point where you're having to give out more what is happening is it because more more people are actually identifying or being identified. So we think that it's because um, more people are struggling. Okay. More people are in crisis and some is due to the universal credit changes. Okay. Mm. So people's benefits are changing. Mm. Um, they're not, they don't know how to cope with the change. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is some people are on different, different benefits mm-hmm. and what they have, they've done has changed it and made it into one benefit. So if you're getting your housing benefit and that's been paid to your landlord and now you've give, you've been given that money, for some people, not all, that could be, seem like, oh, wow, I've got so much money and they don't know how to manage okay. their money, ah. which means they spend their money <clears throat> and then they're left in arrears. For others, however, it takes quite a long time for the benefits to change over, which right. means they're left with nothing. And this mm-hmm. is the, the situation where actually reading a lot in the papers where there's, yeah. it's impacted the family so much so, which has had a massive, big, unfortunate results where people have actually lost lives because they cannot handle or manage the the outcome yeah really. oh, no, it's really sad like sometimes i put myself and most of the time i put myself in those shoes and i think what if tomorrow something happened and um i got ill or my husband and we could we didn't have that income if one of us gets ill and he has to look after me he has to leave his job mm-hmm. and then you have to rely on the food bank and that really affects you mentally doesn't okay. it um and i think people don't know the extent that those people have to go to to go to get a food parcel right and yeah, you don't just walk in off the street do you there's no, actual there's procedures an actual process. Yeah. and the process is there because of people like inspire fm that donate to us we need to make sure that it's going to the right people it's targeted um and it's unfortunate for them that they have to use us but we have to do that too and we do that to also help them too so we go through a voucher process with them and we work in partnership with citizen citizen advice yeah so once they've got the food we'll ask them to go get support and advice to get them out of that situation because usually they're entitled to some sort of benefits 
and they don't know about them. Mm. If you're working all your life, you don't know what benefits you're entitled to. Of course. No. And is it true as well that actually you're getting an increased number of actually working families that are having to resort to food bank, not just those that are on benefits, but actually even ones where two parents are working, but they're just not getting enough income? I, I can't say that for sure, but we do get working people that use us mm. too. We're a bit back. S- statistics are suggesting that a lot of working parents are being impacted. Yeah, um, I'm, I couldn't say about food bank because mm-hmm. we're a bit behind on our statistics, right. but what's happened is a lot of food is coming in and out that we haven't had the time to process all the okay. vouchers okay. so it just shows you how busy we are actually are ten thousand pounds was raised yes some people would argue well that's a lot of money why do you need to do the color run and, and keep fundraising because we need to keep that income coming in because we're giving food out so if you look at a food parcel and we've given out 400 um, and we're saying i mean i'm just going to do this right now so i could come i'm just going to work out how much one food parcel costs so let's do this i should know this probably but maths. folks if you've just tuned in you're listening to the urban queue with misha mize it's 10 15 and uh, on the show this morning we are going live and direct to the wonderful people of luton surrounding areas peter and sheffield this morning i'm joined by selma khan who is um a man the manager at the local luton food bank and she's just basically sharing with us some statistics and information relating to uh, the food bank and really also talking about some of the projects that are going to be happening that we hope you will get involved because today's show is about enjoying spring and the fresh air and getting out and about with your local communities as well and the colour run seems to be the perfect thing to do that it does and like you were saying the £10,000 so we gave out 400 parcels in Mm -hmm. one week and that costs us £6,000 to give out so that gives you the context of how wow. much it is so if you do 15 pound per parcel yeah which i've just done times that by 400 that's six thousand pound wow so we are estimating that this year we will give out twelve thousand parcels okay um and that's a 30 percent increase from the year before mm-hmm. and we weren't we were hoping to reduce the parcels or even close as a food bank but that hasn't happened yeah each year on year what we've seen is an increase in food parcels and it is going up by 15 20 percent 30 percent and this year we mm. see it at 30 percent do you think it will slow down no i don't demand i mean the time that i've been there all i can see is going up and up and people might be thinking at home oh she's always doing campaigns she's always spamming us <laughs> with this campaign or that campaign mm. but for me yes we do um, food drives we've done the inspire fm winter campaign but what i try to do is try to get different people involved that's okay. why i'm doing the color run mm. a lot of people run a lot of people want to do something but they can't come to the food bank and give out the food right. to the people okay. but yeah you can run for us when you're running this year we've done it so we've done it at 25 pound to run with us last year was a minimum of 100 pound sponsorship we changed that because we thought there might be people out there who've used the food bank, who want to give back, and mm. that's their way of giving back. Mm. So we've done it at £25 cost, £10 covers the registration cost, and £15 pays for a food parcel. So in essence, you're running to feed a person in Luton. So what is the colour run exactly? Um, what what happens? You run um, 5K in Wardown Park, and we splash <laughs> colour on you. So if any of you know holy colour... <laughs> Sounds glorious. <laughs> Splashing colour. Are you well, finished, Rosa? I have, but I wanted you to explain it. And do you know what? It was apps it was so much fun it was, it was, it was so was. much fun i went with my children yes. i didn't know what to expect um, <laughs> we went the wrong direction but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> 
taking part, isn't it? It was all about taking part. I lost my kids, but that's fine. They were running ahead again. of me. They went the right direction. I went the wrong direction. And we met in the middle somewhere. But it was an experience. And it was just beautiful to see parts of the community I've not met before. Um, it's a real celebration of coming together. And, you know, what better to do it when you're having fun and you're actually raising for a good cause. So, folks, I would strongly recommend getting involved. Um, Rosa and Carrie, is that something that you might get involved with? I mean, it's outdoors. Yeah, I'm not known for my running. That's more my you husband's back. Yeah, you can walk here. But, you know, when I'm motivated and if I'm free, you know, you never know. I could, like, get to a, at least a fast-breathing pace. A little trot. <laughs> a trot. I like a that, trot. Rose. Are you going to trot? I'll just be, you know, kind of very less graceful, but, yeah. <laughs> Arms and legs, everyone. It's all for a good cause. I definitely run like so, like a nerd. I really do. Um, I did the Race for Life a few years ago. Oh, so that was 5K. You, yeah, but that meant training five days a week. Oh, wow. And I'm not there at all. At mm. all. But something that you might be more interested in, because you bought us a bit of a treat, it's a pecan pie, and it might, mm. be, and it kind of links in very nicely to um, another fundraising effort yes. to do with cakes. And we all love cakes. Yes, we do. That sounds like something I could get on board with. Yes. Yeah, so we're doing a Mother's Day <laughs> afternoon tea. Perfect. Um, and um, we wanted to do something different. Um, I wanted to do it because I think Mother's Day is a nice day and a lot of people want to take their mothers out and we wanted to make it a bit affordable as well because the prices tend to go up on Mother's Day when okay. you're taking your mums out and we take our mum out so we know. So I thought let's do something that the prices stay the same. So it's mm-hmm. £15 per person and if a family wants to come you can book a table for £120 mm-hmm. um, and you're supporting a good cause. That's the, bi- that's the main thing about it. Um, and also I feel... Um, when you read stories about people that sacrifice, it's normally the mothers that mm-hmm. sacrifice mm-hmm. their food to ensure that the children eat. So the children, I mean, I can say that from myself as well. Not that I sacrifice my food. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm feeding my children, they don't know if I've eaten or not. Mm-hmm. I tend yeah. to feed them first mm-hmm. and then I'll feed myself. So they wouldn't know if I went hungry anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a time to appreciate your mums who keep everything together and um, it's a little way of saying thank you absolutely um, and when is this happening on the 31st of march mm-hmm. now how can people get in contact with you regarding the color run and this a mother's tea event so we've got it on inspire fm website mm-hmm. or i'll get, and i'll ask Tarek to send out the links and everything but you can just go on our website www.lutonfoodbank.org.uk mm-hmm. Now, we've been talking about cakes and the wonderful Rosa has brought a gorgeous pecan pie into the studio and I, you know, the, I can smell the whole the whole studio is just mm. I toasted awaft. them. I toasted mm. the pecans. Toasted. Of course, you toast the pecans mm. before you actually put them in to actually bake it. It gives that extra nuttiness to them. But uh, I like to joke about the fact that I find recipes online and oh. after I've done them a couple of times, they become the family recipe. Oh, <laughs> I like the way you've done that. The family recipe. Of course, this is, this is an old family recipe because way back <laughs> I like when, that. we must have been American at some point and we did pecan pies and, you know. <laughs> I love that. Do you mind just showing the camera the pecan pie extraordinary? 
there, which folks is actually a family recipe. It's by, a family it's, recipe. You know, she she made it from her kitchen. It's not come out of a packet nor no, no, a box. No. And the pastry, tell, it's got the rustic look. The about rustic. It. I love that. It's very edgy, very edgy, very rustic. Um, we're going to be trialing out that pecan pie um, in the break, inshallah, and we'll be giving our verdict on how rustic this pie is. But face, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations on today's show, hence, if you want to find out a little bit more about the Luton mm. Revert Group, which has been... Um, um, Rosa is part of the management committee and um, Kerry is actually the chair of the Luton Revert Group. This has happened two years ago. Uh, this was launched two years ago specifically to cater for the needs of the, um, the Revert community in Luton. Both the sisters in the studio today are also going to be regular voices on the Welcome to Islam show. That mm -hmm. is the name of the show, right, it ladies? Is. Yes. It is, yeah. Indeed. And when does that show actually happen? We have, uh, we've got a schedule that we're actually putting together at the moment, so we mm. haven't got set dates as yeah. yet. But it does run, it's currently being run at the moment, so it's currently airing on Sundays at six o'clock. Fantastic. We're just, uh, we're looking at increasing our presence because yeah. I think we're addressing slightly the balance. The brothers have had the upper yeah. edge I've uh -huh. been a guest. A while. We've been a guest on the show a couple of times. Um, but they kind of want well. us to step up a little bit and uh, run with it and actually run a show probably at least once a month. So mm -hmm. that's Fantastic. why we kindly got in touch with you and you said, come on down and see how I do it. See how the pro does it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think so. That's what we said. Oh, so we said, you. we'll go and see how Shamiza does it and okay. uh, get some tips. Oh, you, oh goodness you, me. Well, your ears must have been burning yeah. because literally when uh, when we, when we uh, Kerry um, raised it as, a, as an option for us, to actually increase our activity and our presence online, um, um, the first person I thought of is who do we go to tap for info? Yep. And <laughs> oh, I'm bless. going, right, that's it. She's, she's an endless pool of knowledge. She's like the Wikipedia of radio. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're talking about Salma Khan here. All right. So this show, uh, Welcome to uh, Islam, is going to have the wonderful Kerry and uh, Rosa taking over the airwaves on Mondays, inshallah. Um, it is Mondays, right? No, Gotta, sorry, no, Sundays. Sundays, Sundays. Sundays, so you need to get it right. We, so Sundays. we couldn't do it when you're doing it. We would be kind of, you know... Unless we come and take over your show. Totally. I would be more than happy to do that. Now, um, you know, it's uh, the, the show you're listening to, folks, is the Urban Cube and not the Welcome to Islam show. I just got to get that right because these ladies are going to be taking over, it sounds like. But it's a good thing. This is what it's all about. Um, on today's show, we're also kind of getting to find a little bit more about the uh, Color Run and um, the Mother's, uh, Mother's Cake event which is happening tea for mothers to raise uh, afternoon tea afternoon that's it let's get that right <laughs> oh, yeah, i'm completely flabbergasted here i'm lost for words <laughs> um whilst we uh whilst uh we are heading to the break what i'm going to be doing is enjoying a bit of pecan pie a rustic one created by the very hands of rosa um the same hands that are actually known for gaming as well so we're going to be talking about sci-fi and gaming getting those thumbs out we'll also be giving you a review of this uh, this family made cake um we're going to be talking to you about a lot of other things on the show as well especially um as because uh, we're most of us are parents in the show 
this morning. It is the first day back uh, for a lot of the kiddiewinks back to school. France is actually changing names of parents to parent one and parent two. I've seen an article. So no mummy and daddy. It's parent one and parent two. Is that right? Is, do you think there's truth in that? Let's get to the, go to the break and after... We'll Assalamualaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And assalamu alaikum. 10.30 exactly, Monday 25th of February. And you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else. It's the Avon Cube, brought to you on Inspire FM. 105.1 FM and we are going live and direct to Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. So assalamu alaikum to everybody. It is the first day back at school for a lot of the kiddiewinks this morning. It is, a uh, half term is over and I'm sure a lot of parents are like, some of you might be like, oh, and others are like, yay, let's get them back to school. Are you one of those parents? Do tell me. I would love, I would love to find out from you this morning. Um, were you able to get, re- get them ready on time and out? Believe it or not, my children got up really early. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yay, um, this is absolutely fantastic. Could it carry on for the rest of the term? Who knows? Who knows? Um, on today's show, we are talking to and getting inspired by some lovely local ladies um, in the studio this morning who, if, you, if you're catching on the camera right now, mm. they're actually busy, busy <laughs> eating pecan pie. Yes, we have pecan pie in the studio um, and that's been brought in by the very fabulous Rosa Gala who is our guest in the studio this morning, mashallah, and she's actually pro- baked this pecan pie and it's a mm-hmm. and she's brought little tins in for us as well and cream too we'll be finding out the verdict oh, of Carrie the, brought the cream oh did mm-hmm. Carrie bring the mm-hmm. cream oh, yeah. and um, Carrie's busy eating just allow her to carry on yeah, eating yeah I'm being totally unprofessional oh, here that, that's what that's what happens but on this show but it's pecan pie you just can't say no and, yummy. and the verdict <laughs> Salma yummy 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 <laughs> Carrie I can't tell you uh, I can't ask you because you it's your homemade recipe and um very, very authentic. Yeah. It's a family recipe. <laughs> Rusted, <laughs> roasted pecan nuts. I'm just going to have a bit of a taste myself. Mm. That is mighty fine. Mm. That is oh, really good. good. It's not just for radio. <laughs> it's not, no, it's for life. Mm. We're mm. just going to have silence now for the next five <laughs> minutes on air. That's why we just haven't stopped eating. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, um, excuse me, my manners. Where is the etiquette here? But <laughs> the pie is too good. Mashallah, mashallah. Mm. Um, is there any way we could share the recipe? Or is this complete? Is it on your blog? Because you are also no, a creative writer, a blogger, a sci-fi fanatic, and also a closet gamer. She calls herself a nerd as well. Mm. There's so many other descriptions. But mm. um, I'm, but you, you seriously bake a great pecan pie. Mm. Tell us a little Don't bit more that. about this pie. <laughs> taking center stage of this show well it's supposed to be um uh, southern uh, states um traditional recipe that they do for thanksgiving mm-hmm. and i'm a great uh, i'm adventurous in 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 everything that i do uh including food especially food as you can tell i'm not the i'm not particularly skinny mini so uh, um i thought to myself i've never tried it 
let's have a go. And uh, so I just simply went online, found uh, a few recipes and thought, right, what do I have in the cupboard that actually I can use, I can substitute? Because let's face it, it's not uh, a health food. <laughs> you would do good to be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of butter that went in it. Oh, cheers, love. Tell me now. <laughs> but no, tell matter. us after we've finished. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And the amount of, yeah, the amount of butter, the amount of sugar. <laughs> I can imagine actually. <laughs> it it is luscious. It's really, really luscious. Folks, if you just tuned in and you're wondering why does she sound as if she's got a mouthful of food in her mouth? Well, you're actually correct in thinking so. I am guzzling pecan pie. And it's a glorious dish created by our guest Rosa this morning. And it's smothered mm. not just in butter and sugar, but also double cream brought in <laughs> by the lovely curry. Now they are the guests on the show this morning, mashallah, alongside Salma Khan. And we're just getting inspired by some of the creativity um, and community engagement that they are doing across the town this morning. Now, Harry Manan is our uh, guest in the studio this morning. She is a local mother, mother of two, mashallah. She um, came to Islam 13 years ago, mm. alhamdulillah. That's uh, a long time ago now. Mashallah, does it seem like a long time it ago? It does feel like a long time ago, yeah. Wow, wow. And she's a local mum, born and bred yeah. in Luton. Yeah, L&D. L&D, that's <laughs> where she was L&D. Yay, the very lovely L&D. Um, and she is now part of the, she's a chair of the Luton Revert Group, a, uh, a group formed two years ago um, with the purpose of kind of bringing together the Revert community in Luton and providing some support and assistance and direction and, aware, you know, just, just networking, I'm, um, I'm assuming so. But it doesn't stop there because the Carrie and Rosa, who is also part of the management committee of the Luton Revert Group, they are the voices that you're going to hear on um, the Sunday show for uh, the uh, Welcome to Islam show. So, mashallah. So, they're on the show today plugging that. So, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you um, and congratulations on the imports that you're having as part of the Luton Revert Group, which was launched two years ago. Why was it launched? Um, well, it was launched by a couple of uh, local people, actually not uh, reverts themselves, but they noticed that the new Muslims in Luton weren't always getting the support they needed. Mm -hmm. There are gr uh, a few groups within Luton, like, for example, there's a sisters group um, where they might meet at a sister's home and they might have a bit of a halakha, like a meeting and talk about Islamic issues. <laughs> But they kind of felt that there wasn't something that quite met the social needs for new Muslims because there's always a lot of hurrah when um, somebody takes shahada. Mm -hmm. um, but quite often, once the, everyone's got over that, oh, you know, welcome, you know, it's so amazing you've decided to accept Islam, there's kind of a bit of a tail off. Yeah. And people can end up feeling a little bit isolated, especially with a bit of a culture clash too. Because mm -hmm. um, obviously being in Luton, mashallah, we do have a very large Muslim community, but they are predominantly from the Asian backgrounds. Okay. And so sometimes there is a little bit of a culture clash. Mm -hmm. um, and so you do get sometimes a little bit of a loss of identity, um, a little bit of misinformation about what needs to be done as a new Muslim. So these uh, individuals, they identify that there should be something more 
to welcome new Muslims. So this group was set up about two years ago and I think actually I might have gone to maybe the first or second one of the meetings that they mm. um, started doing at the Hockwell Ring Community Centre. And I was um, intrigued because although I've been established as a Muslim for 13 years now and quite settled, I'm married and I have children, there was something that just kind of resonated with me in the kind of like them reaching out and saying, you know, we're here to support new Muslims. Do you ever kind of feel that you might be isolated or need support? And I I didn't quite feel like I, I don't know, I can't articulate that I felt that I needed support, but I just felt like a pull to go. I thought, well, okay. I'll go and see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what they actually have to offer. And alhamdulillah, I met some amazing people. And from then on, we just kind of formed a committee, mm-hmm. said we really want to move forward with this. And that's what we've done. We've just gone from strength to strength, haven't we, Rosa? And, you know, I remember that very first meeting you attended because it was also my very first meeting. Mm. And like with anything in life, I take my lead from my wonderful daughter that actually has never stirred me wrong once. And she said to me, it would be good for you to have a connection with other uh, with other new Muslims mm-hmm. and that would actually help you along the way. And, uh, and and that's how I found myself venturing into the depths and the wilds of Hockwell Ring. <laughs> and uh, and she'd park. never treaded that way before, had you Oh, wow. <laughs> just okay. I, I love the parks in Hot Quarring, actually. They've got two really <clears throat> lovely parks that which I regularly visit. Now, what support has been initiated and what makes this group different to what you may have originally been to? Um, this group's different in that um, it's not a segregated group, so okay. it's not specifically for sisters or brothers. Um, but it's very much aimed at because when you when you accept Islam, you you're not just taking on the faith as an individual. You're kind of taking your family along with you. Right. So even especially if you've got um, if you're from a family of non-Muslims, you're going to have family and friends who are seeing you making these changes and be wanting to know more about it. So we very much strongly feel that, you know, to encourage people to bring maybe their parents or their brother or sister wow. or their yeah. friends helps them to articulate what it is about Islam that they've found Mm -hmm. and also validate them in some ways to show look they're not the only one you know there are other people there's a community community and you know that there's other people going through similar things Mm -hmm. and and it's also I suppose in a way it's a little bit kind of a dawah in a way it's kind of helping the new Muslim to kind of articulate and explain to the family Mm -hmm. what are the changes that they're making and why so we feel it's quite important to kind of have that established that it's it is not just the individual it's about them and their family and friends too but it's also i think from that very first meeting where i'm where i actually saw you you actually embodied that from from day one you actually brought your daughter with you yes and uh, you said i think a little while later to me that it was quite important for um families uh, for the families that ensue from uh, from a new muslim being married mm. that those children are born in the faith yeah. that they don't necessarily know where the the new the, the river parent uh, is coming from um and so it helps to actually give them that understanding as well there's not something that that they were born with that they came to and it was a journey that they they actually went on to to reach uh, to reach that destination and it sounds like a very holistic transitional mm. process mm. which is quite healthy overall mm. because everything is being explained in such a subtle not um 
yeah there's no lovely, judgment yeah, yeah there's no, no judgment in our group it's a very safe space that mm. we try to foster and um, there's absolutely no judgment because people are at different parts of their journey we've got mm -hmm. some um what you would call new muslims but they've actually been muslim for 20 odd years mm -hmm. um you know mm -hmm. and then we've also got really brand new people who've only taken shahada within okay. the last few months so we've got a, a lot of all sorts at, mm -hmm. at our group so is this mm -hmm. specifically for just like um muslims who are, are new to islam because you've just mentioned somebody like who's been Muslim for mm. 20 years mm. but has like decided to come to the group and is it specifically for people who are not culturally uh, sorry let me start that again <laughs> um, can sort of Muslims who are who are born into the faith attend this group? Yeah, we have had some interest. We I mean, we, yeah, we we are pro obviously aimed at new Muslims, yeah. but we have had events where we've had it open because mm -hmm. we want people to bring their family and mm -hmm. friends, and we've also trying to promote the group because. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't actually pay for any promotion. The most, right, no. the most promotion we've got actually is probably via the this radio um, opportunities yes. and things like that. So we don't, we haven't had a lot of promotion. We've got a Facebook page, but um, yeah, we have had people want to come along and, mm. and have taken an interest, especially mm. as we've had some really great guest speakers. We've mm -hmm. had some really fantastic support. So we've had people like Lauren Booth, who's quite a, a prominent reaver, come along and, and she's spoken at both our an Iftar event and yes. uh, she's done also a book signing for us. Right. And we've also had people like Hamza Tortoise as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. He's gone internationally with his whole uh, thing that he's trying to do with his whole Dawa project. So mm -hmm. we've, got, we've had some really amazing people. And I think that's why we we've got kind of a bit more of a universal appeal. Yeah. The interesting thing about it is as well is that um, as, as Muslims, we are ex we are required to seek knowledge mm -hmm. and to grow in our faith. And therefore, uh, we are actually offering uh, something that uh, actually puts us, um, couches us confidently within the wider Muslim community, whereby we are not a minority within a minority, but we are actively part of the Muslim community community that we are there as equals and we also have a voice mm -hmm. and we have something to contribute uh, and the fact that, that we get uh, heritage Muslims uh, wanting to come to the event is because we are offering um, topics that are being discussed that is of interest to the Muslim community um, at large yes. and not just to new Muslims. Well, and so, how can people get in touch with you if they want to, if there are a revert to um, Islam. Um, I, I'm going to step back a little bit. I used to get confused by the term convert and revert, and it's yeah. like, what is the correct term? There is no, it's semantics. Okay, yeah, yeah, there is no correct term. Um, the only reason we didn't call it convert is because convert can apply to any religion. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So, whereas revert does seem to be specifically to Islam because of the concept that we're all born in a state of Islam mm -hmm. and that from our um, surroundings and our upbringing, we might move away from Islam. And that's why it's called revert, right. as in revert back to your original uh, natural state. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it is semantics. Uh -huh. And sometimes if semantics can be so confusing yeah. and, and this is what we're going to talk to you about as well because I know you guys have got a great sense of humour because Muslims are allowed to have a laugh um, which uh, I know we can do is it's like what not to say to a revert um, to Islam and I know you got we had a bit of a giggle about this so we're going to find out a little bit more about mm -hmm. that but how can people get in contact with you yeah. okay um, what are the Facebook pages so forth so we have an email address so if people want to get in touch or, or even a telephone 
So our email address is lutonrevertgroup at gmail.com. We also do have a dedicated phone number, which is 07846 242645. Um, but the way I find that most people like to keep in touch with us and follow us is via Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of uh, heritage Muslims following us on Facebook as well as the new Muslims. And that we keep that updated quite regularly about yes. when we're meeting. We try to meet at least once a month mm-hmm. um, where we will put on some social time. We usually yeah. structure our meetings over two or three hours so that we can actually have a social space as well Mm -hmm. so we'll have time to get to know each other um, as well as having some kind of part of it which might be an academic or 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 learning of some sort and uh, you are the responsible one this is why you're the chairperson she's the responsible (laughs) one she's the one that updates the facebook page and keeps all the practical side of things Mm. well you know and you'll be sharing a lot of this information on the um welcome to islam show which is on the sunday because you guys will be the regular voices on that show which is absolutely awesome Inshallah. inshallah so um We've also got Salma in the studio too, and she works for the Luton Food Bank. Um, she's sharing with us two projects. One is the Colour Run, Colour Fun Run, and the other one is an after- afternoon tea um, in celebration of mothers and the support mothers provide to us overall. Um, Salma, you've just been listening to Kerry and Rosa talking about the um, the Luton Revert Group and, and and your thoughts on that. Is there any is there any way you can link your work with the work that they're doing? Because I understand there's lots of projects that you guys like to get mm-hmm. your community group involved in. Yes, well, yeah, I mean they can come as a social to sorry the social event can be coming to our fundraising events. Yeah, I mean certainly there's we like to encourage new Muslims to be part of the community Mm -hmm. and we also like them to be active um, and socially aware Mm -hmm. so definitely food bank is something that you know we could link up with Mm -hmm. and we could even have you as a guest speaker and Mm -hmm. we could yeah yeah yeah, just to get more awareness and uh, yeah inshallah I think that would be great fun now this is what this show is about is actually making those connections and those collaborations and bringing people together folks you are listening to Inspire Family Urban Cube show and the repeat of the show this evening will be at 8pm you can catch all the action on Facebook live right now we have three tremendous local ladies in the studio and we also have Pecan Pie yes Pecan Pie <laughs> and it was glorious honestly whilst Kerry was speaking I was munching away thank you for that Kerry um, and uh, Rosa is in the studio Kerry's in the studio and so is Salma if you have any questions please please feel free to uh, throw them over to us on 07779481822. Just before the break, um, and before we tucked into pecan pie, I was, um, I threw over a kind of a headline from a article that I came across, which had said France um, is to replace the words mother and father with parent one and parent two. Now, I don't know whether this is actually a true story or a spoof story. Fake now, news. I'm throwing, so <laughs> do you think it's spoof or do you think it's true? I think it's crazy enough to be true. Yeah. It's crazy enough to be with the French. I actually yeah. have a colleague who's French. I can strongly advocate for the fact that it's quite possibly true. Really? <laughs> they wow. just, uh, they just, um, I think it's that they, from little history lesson, but obviously once they went through the French Revolution uh-huh. and they they actually insisted on doing away with all religion, okay. all the churches at the time became a center of knowledge. Mm-hmm. They actually repurposed all churches uh, in France during the French Revolution to become centers of knowledge and philosophy and uh, uh, learning 
from that point of view, that's when the encyclopedia first was was uh, a, thought of as a as a concept. So. It wouldn't surprise me. Really? Mm. Salma, your thoughts? Do you think that's uh, that story where I picked up on, uh, is it true or is it false? Now, the story, once again, and the headline is, France replaced the words mother and father with parent one and parent two. I think, crazy enough, it is true. I think it could be true as well. Really? Gosh. Yeah, because the way things are going now and... Uh-huh. It's politically correct. Yeah, without going into it. I think we're just trying so hard Mm. always to be right and correct. Uh And I don't know, are we going to have a confused generation? What's going to happen? I don't know. Well, my kids are confused. Well, they're not actually because I I number them. One, child one, (laughs) child two, child three, four, five and six. And they've kind of got used to that now. Is this so you don't have to remember the names? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's not even go down to date of birth. (laughs) You're them down, yeah? No, I just make sure every child, make sure you remember it. uh, if we look at um, me yeah. being me, I kind of go to Google and obviously it's just after France. And it is in the Telegraph. Wow. So, so it must is. be true. We're not talking. Well, you know, if we avoid other, and in the, on the independence as well. So, and a French newspaper. Do you want me to read the, the French article itself from Le Monde? Or? Oh, you're going to do it in French? Well, it is. Are we going to get an expert translation too? Wow. Well, in Newtonian. Go for it. <laughs> I want to hear this. Well, it says parents one, parent two, life and death of an of a controversial idea of the project uh, from a, a particular law called Law Blanquet. Mm. Uh, I'd have to take the time to read this, but uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like it is this political correctness, as in because you might have board. parents that might be two dads or two okay. mums. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't want to label anyone. Right. So it's this whole label thing, isn't it? And that is part of the article. I did read that, that this is one of the reasons to kind of just, uh, it's being more politically correct. Yeah. But are we, um, yeah, intriguing, intriguing. So that was one of the stories this morning that we... Um, if I, could, if I just yeah, yeah, may, though, for, for myself, I think that actually what they're causing is they're causing more issues where, for instance, where the, what about a family where there's only a parent? Then is the child going to school and saying, parents evening, and it's like, uh, this is parent one, this is parent two, there's some children, uh-huh. and other children will say, oh, this is only parent one. Or is it parent and, three? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, it's just parent two and three because oh, parent yes, one is like... Parents. Yes, yes. you've got four, five as well. well Gosh, the numbers don't stop. Exactly the point. It is confusing. Yeah. But it's singling out to the children and making them still feel different, even mm. within the effort of making them the same. Right. They're mm. still making them feel different oh. where they don't have the same parent one and parent two that everybody else has got. They've got parent one only that will make them different. Folks, if you've just tuned in, the conversation this morning with our lovely parents mm-hmm. in the studio is um, France has um, launched, I, I think it's... It's, um, it's a pilot, isn't it? It's being pilot. created, um, the, the fact that uh, they're actually replacing the term mother and father with parent one and parent two is that something you agree with um uh, should it happen is it being politically correct overboard i don't know you need to tell me on 07779481822 now in the studio we are joined by three very remarkable mummies um (laughs) who are joining me this morning we're talking about a number of things from we're going to be talking about sci-fi 
I'm going to be talking about gaming. Yes, people, moms can game too, you know. Um, we also talked about colour, fun run and cake. We've had live cake eating in the studio. Pecan pie extraordinaire. I think we've set a precedence now. Oh, my it's goodness. It's just going to have to be cake every time. Um, do you know what? Guess what? It normally that is. Might, yeah. But this is oh, the first good. time we've had a home-baked cake. Salma, oh. you know, I've always liked mm. donuts and, and cakes and biscuits. Mm-hmm. You can't come onto this show without a cake. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. But thank you, Rosa. So it's something for your show as well. Something okay, for your yes, show. You've you got to bake pie when we do it on that side. <laughs> yeah. You and, haven't seen my, my family recipe lemon cake. Oh, yeah. oh no, family, you've done it. Family hashtag inverted commas. Um, yeah, she calls it the family cake. Now, I'm going to ask you ladies, um, what do, in, in reference to this, uh, this story that we've just talked about, about France nay, replacing mother and father with parent one or parent two. What do your children actually call you at home? Is there is there a particular name that they call you? No. They just mom call mom. Or mom. Mom. Yeah. Or mummy. They mommy. say mummy, oh. then it becomes mom as they get become teenagers. Okay. So what about oh, you? That, that particular mom is the one that when you're walking through the shopping centre and you hear it in exactly that. Own, and you actually stop and you turn around for a minute is that my child yeah <laughs> because I it's exactly that tone yeah, that's I used know. and you just recognize it so it's conditioned yeah, you stop you have to turn like, around Whoop. i actually can't recognize when my children call me which one it is oh because their voices sound a bit similar oh, right. <laughs> so i can't figure out if it's my son or daughter oh bless you bless you i've had some uh, mother lately it's when they want mother. something serious Ooh. it's like mother Yes, me yeah. too. I get that. My answer. <laughs> it's very Victorian. I, cu- I quite like it. I like, oh, no, my daughter calls me madre. Oh, madre. So it's, which okay. is the same, it's just, uh-huh. but it's, and I quite like that as well. Okay, and um, is madre because of Italian? It's the Italian, Italian. For, for mother. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I think my son started calling me Mater, which I think it might be a Latin. Mater, Mater oh, yeah. is mother. Latin influence. I don't think he must have got that from school. He's learning French and he's learning... Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, so that's oh, a new one as well. He started calling me that. Oh, it uh, sounds awfully public school, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Oh, that's good. What about you? Amma? Ami? No, they call, my daughter watches a series called Ertugel, so she calls me Anna. Oh, <laughs> She watches it. That's she amazing. Does, yeah. So she just says when she's when, tries to be nice to me, like, I know, I know. And she does the whole thing of the kiss. Oh, oh so cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Folks, um, another article that I've come across, the Americans are complaining that Peppa Pig is influencing their children to speak English. <laughs> oh, <laughs> British English. Um, we'll talk about that straight after the break. But we're going to say goodbye to Salma because she's heading off to the back. But we're still oh, joined so by Rosa and uh, Carrie. Join me straight after the break for some more quirky conversations on the Urban Cube. Where else? Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. It is 11 o'clock exactly, Monday, 25th of February, and you're listening to me, Shemaiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else is the Urban Cube. Uh, now, on today's show, we've had some creative chaos in the studio by some very remarkable local ladies. They were three, but now they're two, because Salma from the local uh, Luton Food Bank has had to go back to work, Marshall. So thank you very much, Salma, this morning giving us your time and also sharing with us uh, the remarkable work that has been done with the Luton Food Bank. Now, the Luton Food Bank, um, as always, 
the journey um, does never is, doesn't stop. Their duty doesn't stop because they're still our families are very much needy, and it seems to be increasing. So, two of the projects that they're doing is one is the Color Fun Run, which I've had the pleasure of participating. I think when it was launched a couple of years ago, and the other project is the um, afternoon tea with um, mums. So, if you're interested in participating, fundraising, or getting involved please do go to the Luton Food Bank page we'll give you further details about that very shortly now um, in the show on the show this morning I'm also joined by two very very awesome ladies who are going to be regular voices on the Sunday uh, show which is the welcome to um, Islam show which will be aired on uh, Inspire FM every Sunday I am joined by no other than uh, Kerry Manan and Rosa Gala assalamu alaikum ladies thank you so very much for staying with me and keeping me entertained and hopefully our listeners (laughs) this morning as well it's been really quite fascinating um, your journey to Islam as well which we're going to find out a little bit more Mm -hmm. about now you're also uh, behind the very, very much needed Luton Revert Group, which was launched two years ago. You're part of the management committee as well as the um, chair uh, of this group, which, mashallah, is, is, I understand, growing in numbers, Kerry. Yeah, um, we're steadily increasing. We're always getting, every time we have a meeting, we more or less get a new phase. We get people dipping mm. in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got people as well coming from even outside of Luton because... You know, I think what we offer is quite unique mm-hmm. and people are interested to come yeah. along and hear our guest speakers and to come and meet us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we've been, known, we've been known to provide, I think, well, not personally, because you wouldn't see me behind the steering wheel. I would not be safe uh, for anybody. But uh, I've seen some of us actually engaging in, uh, you know, providing the, the, the transport for people coming from outside oh, of, of, of Luton, wanting mm-hmm. to attend the meeting, but not having, you know, being a new Muslim somewhere out in a village yeah. and not not having the, the, the means to actually come along. And uh, so that's been provided as well. Um, you, you mentioned commute, Rosa. And yeah. the reason why I know your work is because you are a creative <laughs> writer, Marshall. I've read your poetry. I've seen you perform mm-hmm. um, in Luton as part of the Gullum um, poetry yes. network, which was mm. which was astounding, I, m- I must add, but also um, my, your tales of your commute and being the only hijabi in the office, which I am, uh, which you are, <laughs> and just reading about those really like interesting um, experiences that you have are just remarkable. Um, has you know why are you sharing this information? Why uh, um, on, on social media? Because because. The life of uh, the life of uh, of uh, a new Muslim is no different than any other heritage Muslim. Um, we all have similar experiences, and we lead we lead normal lives, which means that we have weird and wonderful things happening to us too. Um, and also from the point of view of a new, new Muslim, it's about breaking down those barriers. It's about having the courage to, the courage to ask, can I please have a prayer room? Right. Or can I have a space to pray? Mm-hmm. And actually them going to, to, to delivering to to the extreme whereby they actually build you one. Yeah, mashallah, where she works, she works for a very well-known construction company mm-hmm. and she works at one of their offices in London. Mm-hmm. And when she said to them, because bless her, what she was doing before was like praying in a stairwell oh, wow. or sometimes she was like spending a whole lunch hour just yeah. trying to get to a masjid that's like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she then said, you know what, I'm just going to ask them. I'm just going to say I need to pray and can you provide something? And then they provide you like a specially built pod, didn't they? Yes, oh. it's not soundproof, but it's... Uh, 
yes. But it's the got, effort was made yeah. because you yeah. asked, and if you don't ask, you won't know, right? Yeah. No, don't ask, don't get. I was yeah. so I was so afraid to ask because wow. you you some even if they tell you the company is all inclusive mm. and they saw cross sectional and uh, you know it's so all singing, all dancing, ticking all the boxes. Mm. Um, you don't realize how much they actually mean it mm. until they actually you ask. And uh, so yes, so I have a, I have a, a space to go and pray. It's quite cool. It was great fun. Actually, myself and a brother, and actually using three different mobile phones and Kibla apps to actually make sure that the sign for the Kibla was out in the right place. Wow. So uh, it was co- it was a committee decision. Oh, <laughs> it went. This is this is awesome. <laughs> so how's their relationship and understanding with you as the only hijabi in the office um, developed or progressed? Um, from it it's with familiarity familiarity becomes all of a sudden they don't see the hijab as separate from you okay. that they see hijab as part of you you as as a human being and therefore they don't notice it so much anymore mm-hmm. um at the beginning it was quite interesting the responses um you did actually get misrecognized right Whereas- <laughs> oh, I did, I did. there was a there was a brother who actually worked in one of the other divisions and he kind of spotted me in the breakout lunch area and he walked up to me and you know assalamu alaikum and uh, you know walaikum assalam and kind of say oh when did you join <laughs> and i looked at him and i went i've been here for years that's my chair over there I, and i didn't actually say that i kind of put says oh i he goes where do you sit and i went oh i sit over there and he went you sit over there what happened to rosa <laughs> and then he kind of went Oh. oh, and a penny dropped that it was actually me. And I thought to myself, major kudos to the brother who actually all this time had been walking past my desk and lowering his gaze because obviously he was being modest. Oh. And now all of a sudden I'm wearing hijab, so he takes notice. Okay, <laughs> interesting, intriguing. How fascinating is that story? But Rosa, what faith did you follow prior to becoming um, Muslim? I was what would be termed a, a Roman Catholic, uh-huh. uh, Italian born and raised, so it's pretty much a a given that you it, likely that if you are um, Italian of birth and heritage that you must also be a Roman Catholic mm-hmm. so um, I came from that to uh, fully practicing uh, in my faith and in my local church from that to to Islam so and how's uh, that transition come about what was it that was mm-hmm. it Luton that brought Islam no, to you no because I, I had lived here for a, a good about Eight, 20 years before right. uh, before I embraced Islam. So it wasn't mm-hmm. Luton itself. And I'm sorry to say it wasn't the local community either. It was just simply um, that it wasn't for me. Right. And that's that's how it, I felt at the time. So what has it brought to you being Muslim now, from being Roman Catholic to being Muslim? It's given me a sense of balance and it's resented me. It's also... Uh, we it's actually given me back to myself mm-hmm. because um i kind of lost the my sense of identity and who i was and the kind of nice rosa that used to be nice so many years ago um living in a country where you kind of learn to play your cards too close to your chest and you don't reveal much of yourself mm-hmm. the brits are very very reserved Stiff upper lip stereotype, uh, and it, but but yeah, I've seen that time okay. and time again. Whilst in Italy, you get you get surplus information. Right, uh-huh. it's not just me. Okay, 
I can promise you, it's not just me. <laughs> I had uh, I was giving an induction to a new PA on Friday. She happens to be of Italian heritage, born and uh, born and raised in Italy, but has been here a long time. And uh, she called me to say that she was running late, and she gave me a two minute explanation about why she was running late. <laughs> oh, and I said to her, "Don't worry, I'm also running late." And I gave her a two minute explanation <laughs> why I was running late. <laughs> Did you blog this? No, I haven't got you need to blog to it yet. this because this is great. How can we access your blog? Because it's quite meaningful. It's you know, how would you describe this blog of yours? Uh, it's reflective. Uh-huh. It's uh, it can be anything from uh, current uh, topics. Uh-huh. Uh, so I actually wax lyrical about Brexit. Okay. We're not going to mention that word. Let's not go there. Uh, Let's just mention pecan pie <laughs> instead. Yes. Uh, so there's that. There's an element about, uh, you know, topics that are particularly maybe Islamic, so from the point of view of giving to charity, right. uh, of uh, being have the social responsibility of being in a wider community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about hijab. If you read my hijab blog about what it was like when I first started wearing hijab at work, you will laugh yourself silly. You did uh, a gardening one recently, right? It was, technically, it's yeah, gardening, you but not gardening. gardening. Yeah, yeah, but it was I like symbolic. To, I like to give it... If you were to read a list of the 10 things not to do with your blog in order for it to be successful you'll find that i do all of those <laughs> so and you are you would like to become an author and um, i really see that you you're actually making your way there if you were to author yeah. a book what would it be about it would be a dystopian novel um, i actually have a couple of projects i'm working on uh-huh. uh, at the minute uh, i am the kind of person that would probably it has to be close enough to be plausible mm-hmm. and also it's about having my main character in the the one i'm i'm working on at the minute is uh, a muslim woman mm-hmm. has but to be the protagonist but, has to be a muslim woman but, and she has to be fierce yes and <laughs> she is she, she is because she she is going to the rescue Cool. I'm and, not giving more away, and this but is really she interesting because I did come up. Um, something came up on my feed by um, she's a director, an award-winning director who's actually working on a project where she's actually calling out for superwoman, you know, super Muslim hero women mm-hmm. as the protagonist in this film feature film. I think that's mm. going to be coming out. So mm, intriguing. Oh, that's interesting. But I can't reveal too much because no. Um, she will give me the, the info when it's a little bit more. Oh, keep oh, us updated yeah, on that. Thank you to do so. So how awesome is that? Now, folks, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Urban Cube. It's 11 minutes past 11, exactly. And um, you, I'm joined by two tremendous local ladies in the studio this morning and voices that you're going to be hearing quite a lot on Sundays because they are g- going to be participating as the presenters of the Welcome to Islam show. Is no other than Kerry, Manan and... Rosa Gala. Hello again, ladies. Hello. I have to do that intro. intro. So it's Assalamu alaikum again. Waalaikum assalam. Um, The show today is a celebration of everything and anything. We've been talking pecan pie. Um, The highlight. Which was. (laughs) There's more. Oh, gosh. Is there? There's more. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I might you just get have to at least give... another slice. I, oh, thank you. Very, very generous on this show. Now, there's actually a National Pecan Pie Day. There was. I should have called you on that day. I'm but not it doesn't today. matter. We can have it every day. Um, the show today is we're just marking a lot of interesting um, 
stories. Um, we've also talked about the food bank with Selma. Um, there is a colour fun run that's happening and also a mother's afternoon tea, which is to help fundraise for the local food bank. Um, on today's show, we're also uh, exploring some of the current news stories that are happening. And um, I'm looking at calming effects, things to calm us. And one of the stories is um, that I picked up was the effects of sewing can help people express and calm themselves. So ladies, are you into sewing? I know you're into baking, but sewing? Yeah, no, sewing's not something I'm really into. I have dabbled in the past, like you do when you're younger and you're kind of trying all kinds of things. I have knitted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've, I tried to knit a scarf. And that was about as far as I get. You know where you can like just do like the one or two stitch? But you know, like the fancy stuff, I couldn't do that. So I was able to do a very long scarf, which my mum still has. But she didn't actually, it was that good. She didn't actually know that it was a hand-knitted scarf. Oh, she just really? found it Amazing. in the closet and started wearing it. And I was like, I recognise that scarf. I knitted that when I was like about 17. Oh, wow. So she's had it all this time, which is quite funny. And I also did some sewing when my nephew was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, about uh, he's coming he's eight now so when he Mm. was born um, I just wanted to do because he was precious I just wanted to do something and I couldn't think what and I thought you know how people always give cuddly toys but I wanted to do something a bit more personal so I actually sat and and this time I had my young children, so I wasn't working at the time. So I actually mm-hmm. sat and sewed from bought one of these kits online. Oh, and wow. I sewed this teddy bear. It took hours. Oh, wow. But it's one of these lovely ones where it's all fluffy and it's got articulated arms and legs. Check you. Yeah, and I oh, even amazing. managed to sew his initial onto his tum on no, onto his paw. Oh yeah. And oh. um I'm hoping he still has it, I even hope though so eight too. years sure. name. Uh, he might he's Jamie. Jamie, <laughs> yeah. do you still have that teddy? Auntie Carrie wants to know. Oh, he better do. He better do. Because oh. it took so many hours. But other than that, I can't say that I'm a, a regular sewer or, or uh-huh. knitter. Now, you seem to be a lady of all talents, extraordinaire. So <laughs> you can this. bake delicious pies. What about sewing? Are you a dab hand with the sewing needle? Not this. Not, Not this. this. I can stitch a button on. Uh-huh. But yeah. to my, the, I remember one thing. Do you, you, have you ever come across when your child tells you with a space of like two days to go, oh, by the way, I have this project to do and I have to turn <laughs> it in. Or I have to go on this school trip and by the way, I need a Tudor outfit put together. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm looking there. at this and I'm going... <laughs> Oh shoot! What am I going to do? So yeah. you get creative yeah. and you start putting, you know, different Sticking things back together. Plastic. Uh, no, no? Okay. I got a waistcoat. I turned it inside out so they would look be a little bit rougher. I took the buttons off. I actually did. I used some twine to actually do the cross thread at the front. Check her uh, out. I actually, I think they gave us a template for the little cap for the uh-huh. little maiden girl you know so I did that as well I actually made everything and I worked really hard to get this you know to have a sort of almost genuine outfit legit you know and then when I walked out to the school playground there were there were little girls wearing the equivalent of uh, medieval fairy princesses oh. outfits <laughs> that the parents clearly had gone and hired I, and I was so put out by that I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think it should be an effort made by the child with the support of their parents Rosa oh. um, and not but unfortunately it gets quite competitive oh, yeah. parents don't have the time or the effort or they just want their child to look the best and they will order online and it just doesn't seem just takes it away from and not just out of schools it's like crazy that they'll just come out with all sorts 
of weird things. My kids recently had a thing where they had Mexican Day and they were supposed to like wear sombreros and ponchos. I was like, I am not going out and buying a sombrero and poncho because when are they ever going to wear that again? <laughs> Unless it's done annually that have Mexican no, Day. No, it was a one-off. Unlikely. And they just tasted some nachos and things at school. But it's like, it, seriously, you have nachos at home on I a weekend, know. a movie night, so please. It's like, what, what are they thinking? And yet they were. There were all these kids who turned up wow. with the sombreros. Apart from you know your what child. I did? I'm such a cheat. Okay, go on, tell but us. This is my always my go-to okay. thing. Face paint. Oh. So okay. I painted him, you know. <laughs> She got one of those to wear to school. And that's all he needed to do. That was cheap and easy. That's always my go-to thing when the kids have got to dress up because then you've got it in there, in your your drawer somewhere and you haven't got to paint it. That is Carrie's tip, guys. Always have face paint when it comes to these like non-uniform days, which do cost an arm and a leg. Yes, they do. They do. They seem to pop up every week. Mm -hmm. World Um, Book Day is coming up soon. Oh, gosh. Isn't it? Beginning of March, March 3rd or something like that. So what are the plans, ladies? Have the children already? Have you pre-planned? No. Have you got it'll, be, it'll, it'll be face paint again. Face paint. <laughs> face paint my, my, my little girl is taller than me now and she's not in school anymore. So she doesn't give, you know, she doesn't put me through the ringer with oh, those things I, I anymore. I see the delight in your eyes. Your glasses are glistening with delight and happiness <laughs> because you're not having to go through that thing. traumatic process I know. of dressing your child. Have you ever vlogged about that? Is no, that a story that you but there is, No, but there is light. I can tell you now, uh-huh. with you, with, with anybody who's got children, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Wonderful. <laughs> Eventually, Wonderful. they finish school. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> and they can buy their own because they'll have a part-time job as well by then. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. If they still carry on dressing up. Yeah. Um, what, um, folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to the Creative Chaos somewhere else. It's the Urban Cube, mashallah, with innovative, quirky conversations with uh, tremendous guests. And I'm super, super pleased to have guests from local joining me in the studio this morning. Now, one of the the things that we talked about this morning was an article that I came across, which I understand from Rosa has has been picked up by the national press Mm -hmm. across the country, is the fact that France is actually changing um, the title of mother and father to parent one and parent two. Now, um, we did ask you guys to kind of get involved with the conversation. If you'd like to give your opinions on this, then it's 07779481822. But Matloub, um, her brother Matloub has come, um, got in touch and he says, Salam, is mum number one or two? Interesting point. Is mum number one or two? So where does mum fall into this? Um, as is it number one or number two? Thank you for that, Matloub. And thank you for tuning in to the show this morning. Because yeah, no one wants to be parent number two, do they? No. I call parent one for mum. Cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, because bum carries the baby inside mm-hmm. her for uh, for those months, therefore she has uh, um, advanced practice into being a she's parent. Superhero. Yeah, exactly. The points, you know, there's just a, she's mm-hmm. she's mum from a lot. You know, she's she's exercising her parental skills mm-hmm. by carrying the baby from from word go. Mm-hmm. What does that do? So mum is clearly number one. Um, Carrie. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. number one. Has to be. Because what's the first thing on the kids' lips whenever they want anything? Mum. Mum, yes. <laughs> and, and we did ask, um, I asked you guys, what, how do you, you know, what do your children call you? And we had um, some very interesting uh, mm-hmm. versions. We've got, obviously, the Italian way of... She calls uh, me madre, madre. madre. And uh, it is, you know, in a respectful way is when she needs something mm. and, and she asks nicely. Um, she always asks nicely, but, you know, I need to say that just in case she listens later. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but otherwise, generally, it's mum. Uh-huh. And that's the you question know. I'm asking you guys as well. What do you, if your children need something from you, is there a different way they kind of... Uh, uh, anything additions to the title of mother or father? Um, Kerry, is there anything specific that your children um, add on to? No, I don't think so. Um, when my children were born, my husband tried to get them because they call their dad because he's uh, from a Bengali descent. Mm-hmm. So they call him Abba, not dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted them to call me Amma. But I was just like, no, that's just too weird for me because that's not my thing yeah, yeah. I'm okay. mm-hmm. you know I've always called my yeah. mum mum yeah. so they should call me mum not umma that's like that's what I call my mother-in-law mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. so um no I, but no they just call me mum did they ever go through a phase of calling you by your first name because they have heard it kind of it can happen with mm. some with some in some families with the parents where you know the dad will call the mum no because the they won't ever hear their dad call me by name uh-huh there's a cultural thing where they don't call each other by names like i'd be called naima's mum oh interesting that's uh yeah that's quite old school yeah um, yeah so he, he doesn't nice. he doesn't often call me by my name so they wouldn't have heard my name that often okay so okay um one question uh the ladies in the studio the voices that you're hearing right now the wonderful company that they are giving me this morning are Carrie and Rosa, and they're going to be regular fo- uh, voices because they're part of the show, which is uh, Welcome to Islam show, which is going to be, which is airing already on Sundays. Now, you the ladies have also founded and are actively involved with the Luton Revert Group, which as was launched two years two years ago, with the premises to kind of provide support to new Muslims. Mm-hmm. And also, mashallah, to Muslims that Rosa describes as heritage Muslims, yes. which I find quite a nice little interesting... It, um, it's not so unusual. If you think about mm. it, often you'll have... Uh, you get um, rever- new Muslims mm. that will marry new Muslims. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've come across that. But you also have come across new Muslims that marry, that marry heritage Muslims. Right. Now, weekends, when you have couples that work all week... And they they are they don't see each other very much mm. during the week, and with the children going to bed early, uh, you know, for school and so on, you don't have a lot of family time. So s- weekends, when we normally have our meetings, are quite precious time. Mm. So we cannot say to a new Muslim, please come to our meeting, but it's only for you yeah. and yeah. not your your spouse and yeah. not your children. So this way, we invite them along, and it's a two prong attack. We yes. promote the family cohesion. Mm-hmm. which is really important and central in Islam, but also that we provided that learning opportunity, which means that also um, heritage Muslims who might uh, kind of got busy with their life and not have so much time to seek knowledge, this is an opportunity for them to deepen mm-hmm. the, their understanding of their faith too. So the way we look at it, we are being, you know, totally... Um, empathetic and also holistic in this transitional phase one Mm -hmm. question i i i'm quite intrigued by is what is you know what are the myths associated with um when you you, when when you come to islam and things that you've got to kind of change like for example names i always notice that a lot of names you've got to drop your name that you had um in uh before you became a revert to islam yeah 
Are you supposed to do that? No. No. It's only if your name actually means something bad Islamically, okay. then you're encouraged to change your what name. What does curry mean then? It doesn't mean anything. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's got an Irish history okay. to it, so there might be a, possibly a Gaelic meaning right. or Welsh meaning associated it's with that. It's a county in Ireland, but, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a county so... in Ireland. Um, <laughs> Geographically, yeah. you don't think it's it anything do, bad It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and for me, for me, it was actually very important for me to keep my name. Mm. And, mm. and I'm not trying to pl- uh, play down the sisters or brothers who decide to change the name that's totally their prerogative Mm -hmm. but for me um my name is my identity and I just feel like for me that would have been just one step too much to kind of say to my mom and dad well you gave me a lovely name that you chose you brought me up you birthed me brought me up and did everything Mm -hmm. that good parents do but actually now I'm going to turn my back on that and choose my own name I think you know people who go through deed poll you know and change their name to these crazy names you know whatever I just find that a little bit odd so for me personally, mm. I feel like I am Kerry. I've always been Kerry, you know, and I've changed my name since I've become married. So my surname is now an Islamic name, which is mm-hmm. the Manan. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I think it would just be a bit odd mm. to suddenly change name. And it's, you do get these people who now have got dual names. So to some people, they're still known as their English name. Right. And um, then when they're with their Muslim brothers and sisters, then they're called their new Muslim name. It's and a bit so odd. something that is quite uh, refreshing for Muslims that come in, the Revet Muslims in your group to, to kind of get those questions that they've faithful mm, and, and not asking, just that, lots of opinion, answer. you know, because Islam is about um, balance and, you know, being the opportunity to have difference. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's come into Islam and only had one um, source of knowledge, when they come to our group, now they've got a wealth of experience mm. and knowledge that they can tap into. And I think that's quite important to get yeah. balance within mm. your religion. Now we're heading off to the final break of the show. Uh, it is 11.25 and after the show we're going to be catching up with some more quirky snippets and getting the view of our guests on the show. So don't go away. You can grab yourself another slice of pecan pie, Rosa, and <laughs> join you straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. From the heart of Bedfordshire in Luton, this is Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and a very, very hearty good morning to you. It is 11.30 exactly and um, you are listening to Shamiza taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Cube show. It's the final half an hour of the show and it has gone by very, very quickly. I am in great company. I hope you're enjoying the voices on this morning's show and, and I hope they've been inspiring you and entertaining you with uh, quirky snippets and conversations that we've had and you can catch the repeat of the show at 8pm this evening, inshallah. Also on Spotify and iTunes as well. It's all happening. Now we're on Facebook Live as well. And um, Carrie, I understand that we've had somebody watching us all the way from... From Bangladesh, yes. Yay. Yeah, but I just was checking in the break and so the brothers just said, I'm in Bangladesh. So we're, we're even getting awesome. international now. Awesome. Big, big shout out to Bangladesh. Yes, assalamu alaikum, brother. That's absolutely awesome. It's always a pleasure to know where people are listening in from mm. and just uh, to, to, to find out somebody's listening in. Yeah, I can't actually see what his name is because it's written in Bengali. Oh, but you, you don't have 
I can speak no I can't really speak okay. I can speak a little bit because um, my mother-in-law um, occasionally lives with me mm-hmm. um, and she's her English isn't great so uh, we kind of have a mishmash between us um, of English and Bengali which that is, is really cool. comes out with hilarious consequences um, well, I do think that's fascinating I mean last week was um, National Mother Tongue Day and I do think languages um, <gasps> are extremely important in particular mm-hmm. mother tongue mm-hmm. um, so do you speak in Italian to your children Rosa my daughter um, she understands some of it but mm. because I went to I went back to work within the first year of her being born um, there wasn't so much of the Italian being spoken mm-hmm. she can understand more than she can um, that she can speak but she's getting better all the time uh, the one thing I found is uh, when you speak your your mother when your mother tongue is actually the dialect of your area and as a, as a, is a romance language with its own grammar and its own structure mm-hmm. and then you have Italian mm-hmm. which is the national language oh. uh, now you find yourself at a dine a, a lunch table with your with your family with your relatives when you go visit and I speak to my daughter in English and I speak to my cousin in Italian and I speak to my aunt in the dialect and uh, you're holding this three-way conversation <laughs> and then you get tired and you turn around to your child and you speak to her in the dialect and then you speak to your cousin in English yeah, and it will mixed up and my daughter will say mom you know, you you're speaking to me in you know in Italian. You're speaking to your cousin in English. She doesn't understand English, and I'm going, oh gosh. <laughs> but the thing is, I haven't even realised because well, for my in my yeah. brain, I am actually having just one conversation. Mm, I'm switching without knowing. I don't yeah. even realise I'm switching. I could be kind of holding a conversation uh-huh. with different people and different languages and uh, to me it's just one conversation and why don't everybody understand each other? It's, I can understand you You know, all. it's a superhero trait and on today's show we're also talking about superheroes. It's the universal translator, you know, yeah. from Star Trek. It's from Star Trek and the reason why we're doing that is because our ladies who are Carrie Manan and Rosa Gala not only are the um, ladies behind the Luton Revert group and the new voices or the regular voices on the Welcome to Islam show on Sundays on Inspire FM, but they're actual gamers. Yes, people, they don't just know how to sew and bake, but they can also <laughs> play games. And it's not, and it's, it's always an area that we seem to associate with guys, yeah, with not guys. normally women, especially not women in hijab. Yeah. Or niqab. Or niqab, yeah. but... In my game, there mm. is one lady in Ireland is a niqabi. I nearly got whiplash when I saw her, when I saw her, um, her photo on her profile and I went, she's, she's a niqabi. She's playing Star Trek timelines. She's a niqabi. So tell us, what is gaming? What is that? Um... It is about uh, taking a, a common interest in the one game and mm. you end up building, uh, becoming part of a community yeah. of such an array of people. Mm-hmm. And everybody comes from, they can come from diametrically opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You'll have the, uh, from a religious perspective, you have the token Muslim. Mm-hmm. And you'll have the um, the agnostic, you'll have the orthodox Greek, you'll have the you know um, the atheist, you'll have people or the Christian. Mm-hmm. You have them come from all different directions, and we all have something in common to share and to talk about and mm-hmm. to share our love and enthusiasm for and tips and kind of teaching and helping each other along. And it becomes this wider community that support each other and have that one thing in common. And then after that, all the differences fall by the roadside. Side. you know 
you just kind of it, it sort of seems to disappear it you see like each other as individuals and European world and yeah it happens wow wow and Carrie you're also somebody who's into gaming yeah well I'm of the generation where we've had this great transformation in technology so um, my father when I was younger used to buy me and my brother all the latest technology so we had and this is showing how old I am <laughs> how now, lucky are you we wow. had a Vic 20 and a ZX Spectrum and a Commodore 64 these are all Crikey. like oh, wow. and in fact we even had the very first Atari which was the Pong <gasps> game wow. so we've always yeah so we've Only always Pac-Man cards yeah no that's <laughs> for my pocket money I've had a lot Neither of technology as I've grown uh, up mm. so for me gaming has progressed so mm. much from that early day of Pong where you just got a right, bat right. ball Moving, you know, um, to the amazing, amazing, yeah, and the amazing games that we've got today—they're really all immersive. And because Rose is an online gamer, whereas I'm more of a console gamer. Yeah. Um. So I'm, and plus because obviously being a busy mum, I kind of gaming—I have to dip in and out of it. So I do that too. I don't spend you know excessive amounts of time on there, but because I'm interactive in, I'm interacting with people Mm -hmm. sometimes in in real time. It is truly a global um thing yeah um so there are people um in my fleet she's she's the commander she's a commander (laughs) well well and uh, our latest recruit yesterday she's from she lives in rome so finally we've got a girl on board besides all the boys that i was actually leading because i was the one in charge of of all of them and it's like all these boys (laughs) doing what i tell them to do listening to me as the one person that will give them tips on the best way to tackle an event you know i don't talk shapes because there's such a thing as talking about under the bonnet stuff that i still don't uh-huh, get involved uh-huh. with and she's that's so into this game isn't yeah. she the passion and conviction and that brow <laughs> you know the, the, the kind of like determination to rule this fleet i'm loving it absolutely oh, yeah. loving it guys you've just tuned into the urban cube and you are believe me for the first time we're talking gaming on the yeah. show with two very passionate gamers um <laughs> who have been sharing a little bit of of their journey in the world of gaming. Um, If you're a gamer, get in touch with these two (laughs) ladies. I mean, do you like part of the Loot and Revert group? Is there like a gaming section? Actually, no, we haven't come across that. (laughs) We haven't done that. I actually do know, though, that one of the brothers, Abu Bakr, he's actually one of the guys who comes on Inspire Radio quite Mm -hmm. a lot. I know he mentioned that he came the other day, I came for a meeting and he was wearing a Call of Duty, um, like, not blazer, like jacket thing. And I was like, you're a gamer. I'm like, we we need to talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we need to compare stats because uh, I'm also yeah uh-huh. into Call of Duty. Now, which... I'm going to turn this around a little bit. As as parents, you're both parents, mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that you know the gaming world, which makes it, is it a lot easier for you to kind of look at the dangers as well associated with this and also Definitely. talk to your children mm-hmm. about it? Because we're seeing a real mm-hmm. increase in yeah. um, danger with the forums that are part of these yes. games. Because that the fact- is something new. I mean, mm-hmm. gaming predominantly used to be in isolation in your oh. bedroom or wherever you used to play whereas now you are getting this very large online element where children are playing and it's also where you can access games Mm -hmm. used to be that it would only literally be on consoles or pc whereas now children are able to access it on your phone while you're not looking on their tablets Um, you know all you know different places to access give you a typical instance um because i am uh, um obviously i'm the fearless and benevolent leader of my fleet Uh, (laughs) did you give yourself that title rosa i am the admiral i give myself any title i like (laughs) 
are to the lady. <laughs> but the one thing was that uh, in the game, the game, first of all, is a free app. Right. You don't have to pay for it. So you can download it on your mm. phone, on a smartphone, and you can play it. Any and there is no, you have to declare to be a certain age mm -hmm. to access it because it is supposed to be a PC game. But there is a universal chat uh, element to the game where you can actually, anybody from any anywhere around the globe can actually go onto this chat and actually talk. Now, new players will invari invariably go in there and ask for advice. And uh, that's any new players. I actually recruited somebody on there and it turned out to my great shock that the the player was only 13 years old right. and it was a 13 year old boy in Utah and I thought to myself okay he's a casual player he'll never be one of those hardcore ones that really mm. wants to level up and really play it um so I thought I felt the responsibility. I thought, first of all, have you spoken to your parents and do do they know that you're playing this game? Mm -hmm. First of all, there's nothing like improper about the game. It's about the conversations that they might be having, right? And you get all sorts of people on there. So you so, vet everyone that yes. is in your little like Absol team. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh -huh. uh, so I, mean, I have a, a father of three with a fourth one on the way somewhere in Texas. There's uh, a guy in Wisconsin with his elderly mother. There is uh, um, a, a retired truck. Mm -hmm. you know again in the states who's a grandpa you know so you get all sorts of, but but with him i with this young lad i actually specifically felt the responsibility to hang on to him mm -hmm. number one and secondly tell him please do not go on that universal chat it's not for it's not right. for you now you're in my fleet you will not go there so do you think um there needs to be more education for parents really about the type of games that are out there because yeah. the, there's so much so many dangers associated i think with children seeing... are getting the education but possibly parents, parents Aren't because yeah, and they no. a we lot of parents yeah a lot of parents actually don't actually appreciate what the children are doing yeah. they mm -hmm. just see they've engaged with something but they're mm. not really sure what it is mm. they're not understanding it so I think it's it is in some ways the parents that need to be educated mm. and you know like I play with my children online so mm. me and my son will play you know around a Call of Duty together and it's it's quite hilarious because. <laughs> You know, it's like, well, he's he he actually puts his tag as, as you know, son, and I put my tag as mum, and we go around. Oh, that's and so cute! <laughs> oh, that's so cute! But I always associated Call of Duty with violence. Well, it is quite violent because it's shooting. But there are quite often with these games, there are able to like turn off like the blood content and things like oh, that. Oh, good! You know, so that you can like make it less violent. Yeah. So, yeah. so me, for me personally, that's a no-no. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd, I didn't want to. I wouldn't no. want to play that game. But moving on. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Back to sewing. <laughs> and okay. Early things. <laughs> ah. Now um, we talked about the calming effects of sewing and how that can help people express and calm themselves. And um, this seems to be a, a lot of attention is being paid to handicrafts of late for mindfulness and um, and as as form of therapy and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Now. Something that uh, has been is very interesting, especially in relation to this week's uh, topic or running through Inspire FM, which is the um, campaign we are looking at climate change and the impact um, that cl the climate is having uh, and the environment is having in our day to day lives and how we can turn things around as well. It's a slow process, but we need to be we need to know what steps to take. Now, interestingly, um, fashion is a massive, big uh, environmental. Oh, yeah, uh, it plays a massive, big role in um, the environment. And fast fashion is a really growing concern, which is actually getting politicians and policies being put into place regarding 
regarding it. And there is a group of women who are actually not willing to buy any additional clothes. Um, and one of the key things that we're lacking is actually sewing techniques. If we're mm. kind of back to learning how to mm. sew, then we can actually t make adjustments to our clothes. We can kind of, you know, uh, just adapt the clothes that we don't like and turn them into something else, upcycle them. Um, mm. Ladies, uh, would you be, would you, have you ever uh, thought about not buying any clothes, new items of clothing for say possibly a good number of weeks, months, or could you go without for well, a year? Being Italian, it means for me to buy classic sort mm. of pieces. Mm. Ah. They're sort of more more neutral in style mm. and they're less out there and they're less quirky and they're less, well, apart from this, mm -hmm. but um, this is just me expressing myself. Um, but uh, it's about uh, using clean cut clothing they are more neutral and therefore when you're wearing something that's actually uh, um, of good quality and, and lasts you can actually mix and match your outfits and you don't have to mm. buy so many outfits you can just highlight it with your accessories and make that contemporary and make that more fashionable and make that more current mm. and that so, sounds like good advice actually and from an italian who you know italians are known for their classic elegant dressing um, Marshall, Harry, your thoughts on that? Is that something you could possibly do? Um, it's something I would like to achieve because I know for certain that the fashion industry is the second largest polluter mm. in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I am quite reserved in the amount that I spend and buy clothes anyway, mm -hmm. but because I'm very tall, mm -hmm. um, I actually find it quite difficult to to find clothes that fit me well mm -hmm. so I am having to be quite selective in the way I buy anyway mm -hmm. so um, yeah I have to go to places like Long Tall Sally or somewhere you know oh, or wow. extra long when I buy my trousers because I'm tall so in my case it's just the extra short really yeah. so I I'm can't, I can't like... really it's not easy for me to like for example swap with someone clothes or you know like borrow from someone else because they just uh, won't fit uh, do you know what that's the interesting thing about it and it's quite fun I it's something I remember a few years ago somebody suggesting doing these uh, swap parties mm -hmm. bring and swap parties mm. so if you have clothing that you want to get rid of that you're not going to you don't quite fit into anymore yeah. or you kind of just got tired of but you want to give it away but you'd rather have something else to to swap it with then you have a party with your friends so you could have a, a you know bring garments mm. of items that you you want to get rid of and you swap them with people mm. that are kind of you know mm. and that's like decluttering your wardrobe you and, and your house as well because my house is just full of clothes oh my goodness a children and clothes scattered everywhere. We really need to have a declutter. And, and no, you have to with young kids oh, because they grow out of them so fast. So You're literally having to recycle their clothes constantly. We do it, we do it in the way that it's hand-me-downs. Uh, and I'm okay. always happy to do hand-me-downs. Um, uh, by the time you're done with that, what, what do you do with... Um, then donate it to a local charity shop. But unfortunately, okay. there is things now coming up about the way we donate and where those clothes go yeah. if they're not sold. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a big cycle that... Um, yeah, a never-ending cycle. But I think cutting down and mm -hmm. not being drawn to fast fashion is is a very good way forward. Now, we you, you mentioned upcycling, swap shops, decluttering mm -hmm. is the big keyword at the moment, which is um, a, another mindful technique in kind of helping one relax. Well, and decluttering at the moment it seems to be very popular, uh, especially by 
a lady by the name of Marie Kondo. I don't know if you know about. She's I've kind of a Netflix of phenomena at the moment. Her book, The um, Tidying Up, seems to have a life-changing impact on many people's lives. Um, where she's like, get rid of everything. Well, I don't live know about everything. <laughs> I don't know about everything. Could you do that? Could you just like live in an empty room? Minimalism. That's a the key white thing. Cube. I'm an art history major, so perhaps the white Ooh. cube has got an interest to it. It's got uh-huh. an appeal, but I still have to have something on the walls then. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm also quite happy to sit on the floor. So as long as there's a rug somewhere, I don't think I need necessarily a chair. But I draw a line to 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 getting rid of everything. Uh, there's a perk to getting rid of knickknacks and mm. ornaments because mm. you have less dusting today. Yes. Oh gosh. Aha, see, now there's already a win-win. You've got yeah. less cleaning to do. Mm, she's selling me already. I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need this book. I just need to listen to Rosa. What about you, Kerry? Oh, I wish I could declutter. I just need a bigger house. My house is just full. I am literally bursting. If you go into my living room and you check out any corner of my room, if you'd like it generally, like, all seems to be okay. It looks lived in, trust me. But then if you could look closer and, like, look behind curtains, you just find stacks <laughs> of stuff she, all over the place. She has tech everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have I a lot must of tech admit, in my she house. has tech everywhere. Yeah. I've never seen a, 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 I'd never come across a, a remote control caddy oh, yeah. before. Yeah, that's what? my de- that's Sorry, my hold on. I'm just like, I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> what? A remote control caddy. What a yeah. container a container with different compartments where all the remote controls yeah. have been held. Ooh. All the remote on controls. On my little side Plural. table, I've got like this lovely little leather thing my husband got where you can organise all your controllers from like the big fat ones at the back How to the smaller ones. How many remote controls have you oh, got? Oh, a lot. Lots. See, I just have children. They just like go press that button. That's how, that's the remote Yeah, my children are a little bit older now, so they, they can kind of, they're at the point where they can operate the tech for us. And my husband's also into this thing where we've got Google hu- Google hubs right. in every room, so you can actually oh. talk to the Google and say, hey, oh, Google, like turn on the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we need a visit. I do it within reason. I talk ah. to my phone. I talk to Siri. Yeah, my, no, daughter, <laughs> my daughter laughs herself silly. She says, mum, you're the only person I know that talks to Siri. But then again, Siri will set a, a timer for me. If I if I put something in the oven, I say, Siri, set timer Siri 30 minutes. Siri is our only friend. Um, Siri another interesting it. article I came across is the fact that, you know, going on trips with your girlfriends is very good for the heart and soul. So you need to do more of it. Oh, yeah, I'd love to if I can get the chance. It's trying to get everyone's calendar mm-hmm. aligned to, to do something. That's the, the Star Trek experience <laughs> is coming up in Octo- end oh, of October in up. Birmingham. <laughs> Scotty, right. They pass. They pass. Okay, what day of the week is that? It's on a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we can go on a weekend. We can go on a Saturday. Can we dress up? Can we do the If you want to cosplay, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we can cosplay. do that. Cosplay nice. is quite big as well, isn't it? I'm yeah. seeing a lot of hijabis in the cosplay outfits, being yeah. in their favourite characters. We're obviously keeping it modest as well. But, but yeah, but that's the other thing, that the latest Discovery series, one of the characters has uh, her uniform variation. She has trousers, but she has a skirt over the trousers. Ooh, knee left skirt, so she's keeping it modest. So I quite like the idea mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I think I've got a hijab to match as well. So This doesn't quite fit work. in with what we were just talking about, about decluttering <laughs> 
and no, it uh, reducing adding, our wardrobe. Adding more layers. We are repurposing. <laughs> Moving on. Now, folks, this is the Urban Cube, and you know the conversation can go from one end of the spectrum to the other end. That's how we roll on this show. It's keeping it light, quirky, and happening. Now, um, coming back to our fantastic guests who've been absolutely tremendous this morning, it's Kerry Manan and also Rosa Gala, who are in the studio this morning with me, live and direct, and you can catch the conversations on the repeat of the show at 8 p.m. Now, um, Rosa is a, uh, she's a creative writer, she's a blogger, she's also um, part of the Luton Revert group, she is part of the management committee, and, and Kerry Manan is also the chair of the Luton Revert group as well. Now, Kerry is also the secretary trustee for YMO Trust, now that's a charity based in Luton, helping to keep um, and, and support the educational needs of uh, children in Bangladesh. Kerry, tell us more about this project. Yeah, so um, YMO started, I think, about 2014, and I've probably been involved for about five years, I think, now. Um, it uh, was originally started by a brother here in Luton, whose home, his, his ancestral home is Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. And on a visit to Bangladesh, he kind of saw a lot of poverty and saw a lot of children who were mm -hmm. going into ch child labour. So he came back and thought, what can I do about this? Um, and he got talking with his, his friends and he started up this charity. Um, I'm not quite sure how I got involved. Um, it was about five years ago. I think they were looking to kind of diversify their management a little bit and mm -hmm. bring in new skills. And at that point, my children were starting to grow up and were at full-time education. So I had a little bit of free time. So mm -hmm. it just seemed like the right time. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's based in Luton, but it operates in Bangladesh, okay. in Silet. Um, what they've done is we've uh, initiated two academies in Silet wow. um, where we are basically helping to keep children out of child labour by substituting their education. So whereas families who are really on the poverty line might mm. be having to make that really difficult decision to say, we can't afford to yeah. educate our child, and if we can't afford to educate our child, we need them to earn. Mm -hmm. And so they're really having to make these tough decisions. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we kind of go to those families and say, for your future, for these children's future, they need to be educated mm. and we will help you do that. So we, what we do is we subsidise and allow them to go within the government scheme of schooling, but we also give them booster classes at our academy and they get really great um, English um, language skills and IT skills is where we uh, really excel, mm -hmm. um, as well as um, other subjects. And... Um, yeah, we, we basically supplement so that they can stay into education. And we've been running now since 2014. And we're actually yeah. getting this year, we're getting our first set of students kind of graduating and now going on to college, oh, mashallah. mashallah. So yeah. it's really great. Um, just uh, last year, we had a great fundraising within Luton. Mm -hmm. The Luton community is so supportive, mashallah. Mm -hmm. um, so we had fundraising. And now our newest project is we're involved in uh, an orphanage in Silet. Um, and the orphanage, we're providing teachers. So we're giving them some expertise and, and that we've got experience with mm -hmm. there. And um, we are, we've also got involved in actually providing them with nutrition because children can't learn if they're hungry. And these poor kids in this orphanage, mm -hmm. they're probably only getting one meal a day. Right. 
And if you want to excel and, you know, get those grey matter cells going, you mm -hmm. need to be well nourished. So mm -hmm. we're actually doing a scheme now where we're providing food to the children as well as the education. So it's kind oh, of a secondary bow to our string now to mm -hmm. kind of help these children so grow. So how can people get in touch with you if they, like, if they like the sound of the project and want to get involved? So we have a, a website. Mm -hmm. So you just need to Google YMO Trust or www.ymotrust.com mm -hmm. and you can get all the information about how to donate. And we, mm -hmm. yeah, and the Luton people really really are generous mashallah we just have great support a standing order is also, also yeah, a very costs, good way to go yeah i mean it costs for us at the moment to if we want to educate the children it's about 25 pounds a month right, okay. um, and providing the nutritional per aspect child. yeah per, per child the nutritional aspect is about 12 pounds 50 a month so we we're very efficient with the way we spend fantastic very, very busy ladies, and thank you so very much for joining me this morning on the Urban yeah. Cube, sharing the amazing work that you, you're involved with and the way you're engaging with the mm. wider community as well, with um, your tremendous insight and um, experiences. It's been an absolute pleasure having you join us, uh, Kerry and Rosa. Oh, thank, thank you so you. very much. Thank you for, thank having, you for us. having us. We've, we've yes. been watching you like a hawk, and now we think we've picked up a few little tips. <laughs> bless you, bless you. You can catch whether those tips worked or not on the Sunday <laughs> show of uh, Welcome to Islam. Inshallah. which will be aired every is which is already airing yes. but you'll get to hear rosa and kerry on that show now from me it's um a, a massive assalamu alaikum and um yeah i'm going to be enjoying the rest of my pecan pie uh, courtesy of rosa please do catch a repeat of the show at 8 p.m this evening we're on itunes and spotify and i'll be back on 10 o'clock monday once again so from me assalamu alaikum have a great day thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.